This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? The Monty Show is live Wherever you are, whenever you are, just search The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show on Google. Find us on YouTube. Anywhere you get a podcast, just search The Monty Show. Thank you to everybody who listens to the show uh, on Stitcher. Thank you to everybody who listens on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio. You guys really support this show. We had uh, February was the second biggest month we have ever had in the history of this podcast thank you so much to everybody who listens to the show oh by the way did i mention if you subscribe to the show on youtube you can win a playstation 5 it's this big old white box okay that came out wrong no offense mom uh this big old white box that jake is hanging on to right there uh all you have to do is subscribe and by the way you should also follow us on tiktok the monty show M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. Make sure you buy our merch. We have the You're a Casual shirt currently out there. About halfway through the inventory on those. Let's make sure you get going. Let's make it happen. There it is. You're a casual. There you have it. Mr. Mongrel says, bro, when are you going to announce the PS5 winner? Well, when we get to 5,000 subscribers. Yeah. That's the whole point of it. Yeah. To drive subscribers when the internet works. Yeah. So we'll tell you the full details of it. We had a shocking conversation with an at-home IT guy yesterday. Uh Uh-huh. As usual, and I say as usual, this is going to be expensive. Like, Uh and listen, I understand, like, the internet is vital. We work at home and stuff. Like, wait until you hear what the issues around the internet are. And I, I, it makes me want to go out and commit heinous crimes. Keep it real against my garage door. Like it just, you just want to go and beat something up. And yep. it is so frustrating to me, Jake, that we pay all this money. How it, much do you pay for CenturyLink a month? Well, I, I also have the, I have the Gigablast thing. Okay. So we have, I don't know. I think, I think we pay. Over, I think we pay $119 a month, something like that. For really fast internet, that's not really fast. For their fastest internet. For their fastest internet. JP Shanahan says third. Nothing wrong with a bronze medal. Mr. Mongrel says get lost. <laughs> what does that mean? All right, cool. Uh, speaking of get lost, let's get into uh, the Utah Jazz. Donovan Mitchell has been a major talking point on this show for going on – I don't know what, three years now. And the constant question becomes, what is Donovan Mitchell's ceiling? And we've all heard about the drama, the consternation uh, supposedly that exists that we've been able to confirm from three different sources between Donovan and Rudy. And all of a sudden, Don gets a concussion. Rudy injures this calf. Don comes back and it's a totally different dynamic. And it's Donovan Mitchell's team. And it's very interesting to me that Don is a guy who's really taken over and you've seen his game grow since he came back from the concussion. And a lot of people wonder, well, what changed with Donovan Mitchell 
to see him drive forward and really carry this team. And I'm telling you, it's his ability to share the basketball. We know that ability has always been there, Jake, but very clearly since the concussion, it's been an emphasis for Don. Yeah. I mean, there is, there's no doubt that Don, I think clearly understands that, you know, in order for his team to be successful, he's going to have to draw the defense and then share the ball off of that, you know? And I think that a lot of, uh, a lot of great players go through this process, you know, uh, LeBron went through this process. Um, you know, you can name a whole bunch of guys, but I think, you know, what inevitably ends up happening is, you know, your best player, you know, goes from wanting to score 40 a night to understanding, okay, to win the game, I need to manipulate the defense to get, you know, bogey and open look in the corner or whoever it is on the weak side of the floor. So, yeah, I think Don and his willingness to pass the ball coming back from the injury is great. I mean, clearly, and, and I'm not even joking, he clearly watched a bunch of tape. He clearly you know, understood, okay, these game situations I need to start taking advantage of. There's opportunity here. And and he's doing that. Now the question's going to be, will his teammates knock down those shots? Because that ultimately is what's going to decide if they win or lose games. I firmly believe that. I think that their defense, because of the lack of athleticism on the roster, your defense isn't going to get much better. Rudy can only do so much. You know, your, your perimeter defense isn't going to get much better. But when I look at the offensive end, I do think – there is still opportunity for them to create higher percentage looks. And everyone goes right to, well, they're like the number one offense in the league. And that might be true. But the number one offense in the league stat doesn't really do much for you in the postseason when you're playing half-court basketball, you know. And so my point just is, is if Don can figure out how to share the ball and how to create for his teammates in addition to what he's already doing just straight-up scoring, they're going to be a lot better of a team. They're going to be much harder to deal with. And that's why I think you see them – you know, going on the road and beating the Suns or, or, or beating the, the, the Mavericks or, you know, just going through some of these tougher games they've had, they've been able to, to withstand and they've been able to overcome so far. We'll see how that pans out, but I, I just hope that Don stays consistent with that. Yeah, and I, I think consistent is the exact right word because I think this team is going to go as far as Don's going to take them. And I, I think whether you embrace that or not, whether you like that or not, and, and, and listen, I, I understand that there's a lot of people that, um, want to pick sides between Rudy and Don. I think that's a dangerous game to play. I personally would tell you right now, the way this roster is constructed, they both have to be superstar caliber players and, and not only in thought, but also on the court. Yeah. They have, yeah, they have to produce at a very high level for this team to win. And what I'm telling you is Don's ceiling. I don't think he's halfway to his ability yet. I think when you talk about Donovan Mitchell winning the NBA MVP award, I don't think there's any doubt that his next growth spurt has to be significant for that to happen because Don is a young player, but he's not young anymore. Does that make sense? Like he is, he's no longer a rookie. He's no longer a third year guy. He's the centerpiece of a franchise that is counting on him to take this team to a championship. And granted, there's a lot of work to do. They have to remake the roster around him. I totally get that. But Donovan Mitchell has to now become a dominant mid-range player. That's the next step. His handle's fine. He's got a very good crossover that we've seen. He uses that crossover to, to his three-point shot off the dribble right now is lights out. Yeah. I mean, he is absolutely using that handle to get him some space to shoot a three. His three-point shot, I think that's very clearly been his biggest step forward this year has been his ability to consistently make the three ball and the range extension that we've seen, absolutely 
Don is, has grown in that area. He has not, however, grown as a mid-range player. And he has got to find that next step because what you're seeing in John Morant, what you're seeing in Joel Embiid, what you're seeing in DeMar DeRozan, Devin Booker now, who is top five, arguably, in NBA, NBA MVP voting right now, mm-hmm. all those guys are dominant mid-range players. So you look at Giannis. Giannis is maybe the best comparison because their skill sets, while Donovan is a much more polished shooter, look how far Giannis has come in the mid-range. His ability to shoot that mid-range jumper from the baseline, the elbow, the free throw line extended, top of the key, you name it, anywhere inside the arc, Giannis Antetokounmpo is now a knockdown shooter. Yep. That's where Donovan Mitchell's next step is. Because as soon as you do that, you can play Don and everybody else. One of the issues is that when we go, when we see Don and everybody else for the Jazz, it's a three-point shot. Mm-hmm. That's a huge problem for this team. And now what have we seen a little bit? And we've seen Don kind of take the next step into, okay, well, I'm not going to shoot a three. I'm going to drive and I'm going to kick to get one of my teammates an open three. Yeah. Big step. Now Don's got to be able to find those spots that you talked about yesterday, like with Chris Paul and Devin Booker, Mm -hmm. where that's going down no matter what. Giannis on the low block now, turnaround fadeaway is going down no matter what. You're not defending it. It doesn't matter who you are, how long your arms are. That ball's going in the hole. Yeah. And that's where Donovan Mitchell needs to be. If he gets there, and I think one of the other elephants in the room, his defense. His footwork on defense has to improve. And if he does that, I think, Jake, there's no doubt he'll win an NBA MVP or two. Yeah, I think I think right now he, he could compete for one. But I think another thing that we have to talk about is, yeah, I mean, obviously the growth in his game is super important. I, th- I think that's important for – Anybody who's anybody in the NBA, you know, any of these guys, any of the mainstay names that, that we always talk about on the show. I mean, those guys are always working on their game. And, yeah, I agree that Don needs to become a, a more lethal mid-range guy. I mean, he's got, you know, like everybody thinks it's going in when he shoots a jumper from the elbow. But more what I mean is kind of controlling the flow and the pace of the game through the mid-range. You know, not only being able to knock down that shot, but really being able to Again, manipulate the defense. Think of Chris Paul and Devin Booker, what Chris Paul brings to that mid-range to kind of put the defense in awkward situations. You know, you think of what DeMar can do in Chicago. You think about what the Kevin Durant of the world can do in Brooklyn. You know, they put pressure on the defense. They make the defense collapse on them, which opens up space in the perimeter. So I think, to me, that's Don's next step. But I also think this conversation about who's around Don and what the supporting cast is in terms of him winning an MVP is very relevant. It is very important to talk about because if you look around the MVP um, carousel, if you will, the guys who are trying to win the MVP this year, if you look at Nikola Jokic, you know, his development came when Jamal Murray was still healthy and they still had, you know, Gary Harris and they still had kind of that crew. And then they, they, obviously Gary Harris gets traded, Jamal gets hurt, you know, and now all of a sudden it's it's Jokic and everybody else. The difference is is he has size and can get to anywhere on the floor, even That's spots right. that Don can't. So he has that advantage. He has that luxury. I look at John Morant, and this is the guy I really want to spend time on. Everybody seems to not like the fact that John Morant is in the MVP conversation. Is he going to win the MVP? No. Should he win the MVP? No, absolutely not. I think that he hasn't done it all season. I think he's gotten hot at the right time. 
But John Morant. I, John Morant. Yeah, but what I am telling you is I think this is Joel's award to lose. I think Joel Embiid has done it all year long. I think he's carried that team, and I, and I think what helps him is he's been doing this before James Harden got there. Now you put James Harden on that team to try to go win a championship. So in my opinion, I think it's Joel, but I think it's so interesting to compare Donovan Mitchell's path to John Morant's path. And I think it could be yes. spun negatively, but I'm not trying to do that. I think it's just a good comparison. So you look at Ja, and you say, hey, you're the number two overall pick in your respective draft. You've absolutely blown Zion Williamson out of the water in terms of value and what you brought to the league. And I think Donovan Mitchell could learn a few things from Ja, to be honest with you. I love that Ja pushes the pace. I love that Ja is constantly putting pressure on you. And Ja embraces that role of being the guy on that team 100% of the time. And I think if Don steps into that a little more, it could really help him. John Moran or Donovan Mitchell? John Moran. I'll take him all day. I don't know that it's close. It's not close. I don't know that it's close, especially now that – I mean, the knock on Jaws always been that he wasn't a three-point shooter. Well, that's all out the window. But you see um, what I mean? That I mean, development has happened for him. But I also think you have to look at the rosters too. I mean, when you, when you look at the young, dynamic talent that is in Memphis – that's what terrifies you about them because mm -hmm. they're not going to be good for a year. They're going to be good for like three to five years, depending on who stays healthy. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're deep and they're young and well, they I, have the right attitude. That's another big thing that I think they have. What do you mean by attitude? They are a gritty team. They want to punch you in the face. They don't care who you are. They don't yes, care. I would agree with Ja that. wants to posterize Rudy. It's known that he wants to do that. And I'm sure he'll get another opportunity to do that in the postseason or as the season wears on, you know, they're going to play again. But my point is, is that when you're point guy, when you're leader of the team, when the face of the franchise is this gritty guy who, you know, came from a small school, who got drafted number two overall, who really only cares about winning and idolizes Kobe and like just lives with that mentality. When your guy, when your number one player has that, it's easy for everybody to fall in line because they're like, okay, Jaws doing this. Damn, I better be doing this. I'm Desmond Bain. I better have knockdown three ability like tomorrow. I, I mean, I better have like reliable. I got to step my game up. I you just know? look at, listen, I look at the development of those young guys. And I mean, you can look up and down their roster. Desmond Bain, certainly. But I still think it's Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah. I mean, his ability now to consistently make threes. Um, he's scoring eight, 17... 16 and a half points a game in 27 minutes. Well, Jazz fans know it all too well. Let's not forget that I mean, Jaron Jackson Jr. hit a three over you to win a game in regulation. Yeah. Let's not forget about that. I mean, Desmond Bain at 17. I mean, DeAnthony Melton, um, granted, he is he's a guy that's a role player. But to get that kind of performance off your bench, like they're just they have this really nice mix. Um, I think Steven Adams is a really good fit for them. Um, I, Again, I, more toughness. I, I think that it, I just look at like Tyus Jones, like that's what Donovan Mitchell needs. Yeah. That's what this roster needs to be converted into because with all due respect to, to the Boyan Bogdanovich's of the world and these other guys, man, it's just not good enough and you need to be young and dynamic. And, and that's the thing that I look at with all of the best teams in the NBA. If you look at the Western conference, there's an interesting mix of teams, right? Like, I don't know. Is Luka Doncic young? He's in the same boat as Don. He's I a think young he player, is. but he's not young anymore. He's another guy that needs to, needs to take a big step forward. I look at um, the Golden State Warriors are not young, but what did they do? 
they built a young team that, that has been a juggernaut since Clay, Steph, and Dre got together. I look at Phoenix. Devin Booker in the exact same spot as a Don and a Luka. Like, he needs to take another big step forward. Trey Young. Trey Young is forgotten about right now in this league. But it's all about roster construction. And I look at Boston. Boston was left for dead. And look how well they're playing right now. Yeah. Because you're, you're getting three guys that are putting out on a nightly basis in Boston. Yeah. And I think you have a guy in, in Jay Tatum that is just – he's a flipping stud. He's a killer. He is absolutely. But, again, development, right? And this is, this is why I keep bringing that word back up because what's the common thread here amongst all these teams who are good and are hot? Even the Jazz. I mean, I think it applies to the Jazz on some level too. Like, there is development happening. Something changed in a positive direction that's allowing the team to play better basketball. For the Jazz, Donovan Mitchell facilitating and, and and not being as selfish with the basketball is really helping the team score more efficiently. That like that's their development. And, and I, I think that you're seeing more youth injected. I mean, this we had a huge Trent Forrest um I don't know, debate, is that the right word? On on Twitter and YouTube yesterday, um, about Jared Butler versus Trent Forrest. And yeah. We can just keep going back and forth on that. Trent Forrest is a limited offensive player, but he's got tremendous athletic ability. He's he is he is a wanting average defender at this point who doesn't shoot the ball well. But what does he do? He can bring the ball up for you. He can get into the paint and which is something this team sorely lacks. Yeah. The ability to get into the paint, finish or kick. And I I I just think there's something that we don't see. And I've asked my guy at the Jazz repeatedly, why are we not seeing Jared Butler? What is it? Yeah. What is he not doing? And they're looking for him to show consistency. But it's this it's this age-old debate yep. with Jared Butler. Okay, cool. You want Jared Butler to be more consistent. Send him down to the G League. He scores 90 points. You bring him up. He sits on the bench. He plays three minutes. He turns it over. He's dead to the world again. Pack your shit. Let's go. Right? Like, I mean, what, what? how do you develop? How do you get more consistent when you're kicking everybody's ass in the G League? Look at Isaiah Thomas Jr. Yeah. Right? Like, kicking ass in the G League, he's on a 10-day contract in the NBA. And he's probably not going to play out that 10-day contract or past it. Like, it's just, it's the worst place in the world to be. I view Jared Butler as more than what you would call a 4A player. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, he's... He's not a major league player, but he's a not a, he's too good to play AAA, but not good well, enough. Well, I don't I don't listen. I don't think we can use baseball analogies anymore because we don't play baseball in this country. Yeah, baseball is so. not a sport. Yeah, right that's now. not My a bad. sport. So My can bad. you use a different analogy, please? My bad. Yeah. Uh, not that it matters because I got a full you know credit for next year on my season tickets for the Cubs. Pricks. Uncle anyway, Leo. the point is, <laughs> I'm so upset. I finally got spring training season tickets to the Chicago Cubs. Mm -hmm. A lifelong Cub fan. Yeah, blow me. We're not going to play this year. Like, okay. Anyway, the point is, the point is, um, I think that that's, that's what this team lacks is a quality, youthful, athletic roster around Donovan Mitchell. And if that changes this offseason, and my guess is it will, you're going to have to go the Memphis route, which is you're going to struggle for a bit. But I think when you have a guy like a guy like Donovan Mitchell and you can backstop that with, with a defender like Rudy Gobert, if Rudy's here, which I think he will be, um, I I mean, all you only need two or three. Well, I say only. That's a lot. 
Uh, you only, only need two or three other significant pieces who can contribute. Yeah. Because you have a guy in Donovan Mitchell, and it's just my opinion, and I understand that I, I get crushed on this all the time, but I think he's a superstar. I think Donovan Mitchell is one summer away from being at the very, very, very cusp of elite status in the NBA. He's not LeBron. He's not KD. He's not on that level. But I think a year from now, he is the guy right behind those guys. Because I got to believe that you're going to see videos of him all summer long in Brickley's gym working that mid-range. You're going to see him playing pickup, working that mid-range, because that's the next iteration for him. Yeah. And if he gets there, you can all like you can all tell me that I'm a oh you're just a Don guy. Okay, cool. <laughs> all right, cool. I'm a Don guy. I think he's a superstar. I think if Donovan Mitchell goes to any franchise, they're better for having him. Well, yeah. I didn't yeah. say, but note, I didn't say that if he goes to the Knicks, he'll win a championship. That was a huge thing the other day. I'm not saying if Don goes to the Knicks, they win a championship. I'll tell you what, if he goes to the Brooklyn Nets, they win a championship. Mm -hmm. Right? If he stays with the Jazz, he needs help and a lot of it around him because he just doesn't have anybody he can turn to right yes. now. That's the biggest thing. I and, and, and The other thing is, wait, 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 wait. I'm glad this came up. I need to clarify something on, on Boyan Bogdanovich. Mm -hmm. I never said he sucked. I never said that. A local radio show, figure it out. Uh, I'm driving to pick up Chipotle yesterday because that shit's all I'm eating right now. Well. <clears throat> I talked. <laughs> I'm driving over to Chipotle. And the, guy on the, the guys on the radio are like, oh, well, the podcast hacks are saying that Boyan Bogdanovich sucks and he can't be on this team. I never said that Boyan Bogdanovich can't be on this team. First of all, first of all, thanks for listening. Appreciate that. that. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. And if you're like, well, they could be talking about anybody. There's a lot of podcasts. Well, they also went on to say, you know, look, some people, they want to be on the radio. They used to be on the radio here and they're desperate to get back. No, we're not. No, we're not. We're actually, not. we'd rather actually. be here. Uh, we have more listeners here. Uh, than most radio shows in this town, and that's just how it is. Anyway, I said about Boyan Bogdanovich. Yeah. Succinctly, I'll repeat it. He needs to score 20 points a game for this team to win at a high level, and right now he doesn't. And why doesn't he? Because he's not somebody who's like, hey, give me the ball. Yeah, he's too nice. He's not going to be a guy that's going to wave his arms around and get upset when he doesn't get the ball. And by the way, he is what he is. He can't move left and right. He can go straight ahead. He can't. He's got no lateral movement. He can't defend. And what I've said is the same thing I'll repeatedly say. Him and Rudy Gobert are not the foundation of a championship team. And I will just reiterate with Boyan Bogdanovich, my guess is he's the first guy out the door because of the guys you're willing to trade. He's got the most value. I I'm going to say this again. You should have traded him at the deadline. Does Boyan Bogdanovich suck? No. Nobody on this roster or any NBA roster sucks at basketball. Yeah. Plain and simple. Boyan Bogdanovich is an older, limited player. Yeah. That's what I would tell you. And by the way, now he's always hurt. Yeah. I'm glad I got that off my chest. Yeah, I, I think I personally think it's hilarious. I, I think it's so funny that that we're referenced as the podcast. What, what did you say they said? The, the, the podcast hacks? The podcast hacks. And then the guy went on to run out the mouth about how, um, you know, listen, uh, you know, you know, look, look, you're desperate. I understand it. You're trying to be relevant, but you just don't know the jazz. You don't know the jazz. 
And you know how I also I know, by the way, speaking of the casual shirt, you know how else I know they were talking about us? And uh, the producer guy piped in from the background. Yeah, but they're just casuals. And everybody, casual. and everybody laughed. Hey, man, fuck them. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, hey, I, thanks for listening to the show. Yeah. Thanks for watching our YouTube listen, channel. Listen, you can say that we don't know anything about the jazz, but there's a reason. There's a reason this show is picking up 30, 40 subs a night. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, there's, there's, a, a, reason. there's a reason that the growth is there. There's a reason that we were way ahead on the on the Rudy contract. There's a reason that we've been telling you for six months that Joe Ingles was going to be traded at the deadline even before he tore the ACL. Like, there's a reason for this stuff. So, I, I personally love it. I, 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 I do, too. I think, I, think, I think what those guys don't understand, and we'll move on after this, but I think what those guys don't understand is that we want them to talk about us. Keep talking about us. You're making us relevant. We've been relevant, and you're only helping that case. Keep talking about us. Buy our merch. By the way, hey, since we're such casuals, here's a shirt for you. Okay. That we says got a you're a casual. Okay. Woman. You can be certified a casual if you buy this shirt. Okay. So I just love it. I, I think that people just instantly assume that we think that's bad. And I, and it's not bad. I it's think it's not. funny. I think it's great. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Anyway, let's get your comments. We're on to Cincinnati. <sighs> Jeremy Bolton says, good morning, everyone. What's the over under on minutes until the audio goes out today? Don't. Why? That's not funny. What? What? Uh, we have a big. What? I'm going to guess half the people listening to the show don't even know what that noise That's means. That's dial up internet. That's death is what that is. Um, that'd be like opening a small business and not advertising. But anyway, the, the, the point is. <laughs> wow, that happened. The point is. I'll have, we have a major internet update for you. We'll talk about that. There are They are mad because you guys are allowed to say the truth and they're not. We we simply are unbiased. We don't this is we, fucking America. We don't work for the team. We don't have to say anything. We can say what we want to say. Uh, let's see. Let's get some uh, thoughts in here. Mister uh, Mongrel says, "Yeah, good morning. You are salty today, Mongrel. I don't why know what's up Mon with that. Okay, but no. Let's. Why are you salty, bro? Tell us. Because he us. wants us to give away the PS5 right now. Well, listen. Now. You're not gonna get it. Okay. You're not gonna get it until we're at five thousand subs. It we, just it just <laughs> is what it is, man. We're picking up like a hundred subscribers a hey, week. Hey guys. Yeah, we're picking up like it, it's coming. Trust me. Uh, George Mitchell, what's up, George? Good to see you. What does Quinn? Why does Quinn give more minutes to Forrest than Butler? Butler's a better defender than Trent, and I don't think Jared can make passes and layups. I think that he gets more minutes because and I, I don't think Jared can't make. Okay, you're saying he. Okay, Trent gotcha. Forrest gets more minutes because, in my opinion, based on what I've seen. Trent and Don work very closely together. You can see yes. in Trent's game that that he is doing things, and Mike Conley too. You can see that he's learning from those two, and then they want to see him go out and apply that in the and game. And there's relationship built in there. I mean, yeah. Trent's been I on mean, the team several years now. I'm not saying that the Jazz are, like, jaded against Jared Butler, but what I am saying is that Trent Forrest is clearly – does have a relationship, and clearly they believe in his abilities, and that's fine. Again, I don't think let, – let me be clear, since apparently we say everybody sucks, I don't think that Trent Forrest sucks. I definitely don't limited. think – Yeah, I de he doesn't have top-end athleticism. It's not like he's some guy that's insanely athletic but needs to be, like, polished and kind of refined. That's not his game. His game is going to be – um, cerebral. He needs to be smart. He needs to make the right decision. He needs to ball handle and protect the ball and get the Jazz into their offense. And I think that's why he's getting more minutes. I, but I honestly, 
I, like, I don't have an answer, and I'm not really sure there's a clear answer in the organization as to why Jared's not getting even 10 minutes a night. Like, it's not impossible. It is a choice they are making. It's crazy to me that he's getting no minutes. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, James says, this is the third show in a row where you've burped on the air. Ha did I burp today? I don't. I didn't hear you burp today. Did I burp yesterday? I don't think I did. No, I don't think you burped yesterday. I mean, I could be wrong. Are you a casual? Are you? Do you I, I mean, you know, it so, sounds like it. I don't think I've burped. casual. I haven't burped three days in a row. I mean, I could if you want. No pun intended with the next to last comment, by the way. He said morning, by the way. Okay. Uh, Edgar Garcia says morning, players. Hello. What's up, Edgar? Good to see you, Mr. E. Good morning to you. Wade had a great mid-range. I'm sure he's on Don's neck to have this developed in offseason. See, but I think this is fascinating. I'm glad someone brought up D-Wade. I mean, D-Wade did have a, a phenomenal mid-range game, but I also think that in this this conversation around Donovan height, Donovan's height, I think is very relevant. I think the the reason that Devin Booker and DeMar and, and these guys have such a lethal mid-range is because they have a frame that supports that kind of game, whereas Chris Don... Paul. Well, here's the thing, though. Chris Paul... Has it's taken him how long to be to be a really good mid range player? Okay, are you gonna make it over there, dude? Is, is I almost okay. I almost spilled the roids. That was I, it's it's protein. It's a protein. Anyway, I'm fine. I've never taken steroids. It's just ghost protein, peanut never. butter, cereal milk. Right. Never. And some creatine. Linocaine and B12. Okay. Uh... Point is, is I think that Don. The, Don doesn't embrace the mid-range and playing the way that Chris Paul played, even as a young guy. And I think a lot of people forget who Chris Paul was as a as a young guy in his prime athletically. I mean, he was a guy who was dunking on people. He was a guy who was extremely athletic. And, and now he understands he doesn't have that anymore. So now he understands how to get to his spots. I'm not sure that Donovan has spots yet. That's my thing. I don't think that he necessarily has five spots on the floor that – he just loves. I think he just kind of takes what the defense gives him. Yep. Uh, Scott Howard says, "Good effing morning." Good morning, Scott. Why are we? Why are we all salty? Is it because it's Wednesday? It's turn. It's only fucking Wednesday. Is it because it's only Wednesday? I mean, again, this week has been the longest month of my life. It feels like. Feel me? Yeah. It feels like it should be Friday. Yeah, and it's right? not. And it's not. Blind Swordsman DS, what's up, my man? Morning, guys. Boy, I hope he can one day win an MVP, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. I hope it's with the Jazz. It will be. Uh, Cody Strickland says, you guys started 10 minutes early. Good morning, man. Good morning. I mean, you know. We're trying to start earlier. We need more time. Brandon Whiteside says, Ja or Booker? Ja. Ja. Ja Morant. Ja. No doubt. Yep. Ja, he was the second pick. He is playing um, all out, probably going to get hurt. That's the thing you worry about with Ja, because he plays so – he's so up in the air he's with his flyer, game. He's a flyer, dude. He's a flyer. You worry about that. You worry about that. And at some point, and I think this, again, relevant to Donovan Mitchell, I love that Donovan's not trying to dunk on people's heads, man, because you wind up twisting an ankle, and he and LeBron are great examples. That's a year to get over that. When you yeah. have that kind of ankle sprain, the one where you are on the edge of breaking your leg. Oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. Nah. And really, it's referred to as a high ankle sprain, but... When you almost break your leg like that, it takes Ugh. a year to get over that, to recover fully. And Gnarly, I think you still see Don messing with that ankle. But I agree with you, uh, Brandon. I think Ja is Ja's a stud. Um, and Garcy says, morning, Marka. JP Shanahan says, and before anyone corrects me, Iverson, Westbrook, Thomas, I know. What did I miss? Out yeah, of what's going on here? What's going on? 
Um, I don't know what I missed out of you, JP, and I'm sorry that I, I don't know. He said, some have said that Donovan is too undersized to be a legit big-time player. Don't know if he if I necessarily agree with the statement, but that's what they're saying. I don't agree with the size thing. Well, here's I the know thing, that though. you're a guy who has a, a you know, you have a, a – how do I say this? Like, you're really sensitive when people talk about small limbs. I'm sorry if you're offended by that. You know, I mean, look, Stubby, I get it. But my <laughs> point <laughs> – <laughs> that was a small penis joke right right winker right. weenie right anyway the point is uh-huh. uh as i was saying can you measure it that donovan mitchell is not he's not tall he's not jordan he's not lebron he's not booker he's not kobe kobe but he doesn't need to be he needs to be he, I think you're going to see when he takes the next step, I, I truly believe he's the next guy to average 30 points a game. And that is rarefied air in this league. He has the ability to do that. Yeah. Because the three ball goes down and he shoots enough of them. And now he's just got to find his comfort zone in, in, in inside the arc. And once he does that, and I, I think he's a guy who can average a double-double. I think he can absolutely average 10, 10 dimes. He has multiple open guys every time he drives. Every single time. Because he's all you got to worry about offensively with the Jazz right yes. now. So, I, do, I don't I do think the height thing's an issue. I, I, I really don't. And, again, I know we disagree on that, which is fine. Uh, Rudy Sanchez says, morning, fellas. If um, if they're worried about turnovers, maybe send Clarkson to the G League, too, then. <laughs> wow, that's smoke. Ouch. John Jackson, I don't feel uh, – I don't even feel that the Jazz fans have a problem with Butler. We want to see him play more. It's got to be the front office issue. I would agree with that. Yeah. I keep listening to you guys pushing the narrative that the Jazz need to play the young guys. Who besides Butler? And he, he said this in capital letters. So, <clears throat> yeah. Can, can you who please? besides Butler do the Jazz have to start playing that you consider a young guy player? That was actually really good. That was really well done. Well, when you're talking capital letters, that's what it sounds like. This is fucking America. <laughs> I also wonder, um, oh, my God, the guy from Golden State, Don's friend. Pascal. Yeah. Why doesn't Pascal get more minutes? Had, oh, he's been terrible when he's been in, right? No. He doesn't rebound. Yeah, he does. Uh, he doesn't defend. Yes, he does. He's not physical enough. Yeah, he is. He doesn't shoot well. Yeah, he does. Somebody explain to me why Eric Pascal doesn't get more minutes. That's a young guy that I'd like to see play more. Well, I wouldn't, I'd, I wouldn't call him a young guy. I would say that he's 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 not a young guy. I'm gonna slap you in the bag on this. Okay, cool. He's not a he's not a rookie, dude. He's not he's not a second year well, player. No, he's not a young he's not a second year player. Like he's not a young guy. He's he's, he's twenty five years old. Yeah, he's he's in his prime physically. Like he's he. You want to? I don't. I don't want. He's I don't in want his prime physically. Is there something we need to know? Like okay, he's not a young guy. He shouldn't be referred to as that. He's okay. not. He's a veteran. Like well, he's you been got in the league salty long quick, right? There. Yeah, because it, because it's not he's not it's a young his, guy. It's dude. his third year in the league. Yeah, I he's mean, he's not a young guy. Okay, whatever. A younger guy, sure. A youngish guy. He's not Jared Butler. He's not a rookie. He is a guy that you brought on this roster for toughness and bench scoring. It's basically, Jared Butler, Eric Pascal, and really Trent Forrest. Those are the guys. Like I'm not a dope guy at all. I don't believe he. I don't believe he's an NBA regular. Yeah. I think he's a bench player. I think he's your tenth, eleventh guy. He's just not athletic enough until he changes his body, and until he's not like a plotter, or a methodical runner, or a methodical athlete. I. Yeah. I just think it. He is what he is. I. 
It is Pascal, Forrest, and Butler. And, and really, way, it's it, Butler. It's not a it's not a narrative to say that they should be playing these guys. Like again, and and that's the thing that I love out of this fan base: the sentiment that well, you guys just say that they got to play all the young guys. It's like no, dude, you need to develop the talent that you draft. We've seen this example a million times in the league with the Warriors and and many other examples. You know. The, the best organizations develop their young talent, and yes. that needs to happen. And, and, and the idea that you have local media saying that this this organization is developing young talent at a high level is, no. is lunacy, dude. They're, they're not. When, Holly Rowe has said that multiple times. And they don't, dude. And like, like, give me the example of the guy that they've developed because it ain't Rudy Gobert. Everybody wants to point to Rudy's defense. Okay, cool. I don't call that development. Rudy Gobert is a seven-footer with long-ass arms – and a guy that's a willing defender. Okay, maybe I'm being too harsh there. He is absolutely limited offensively. Who is the last guy that you drafted, developed, and turned into a superstar? It's got it's Donovan Mitchell. And and with all due respect to the Jazz, are the Jazz developing Donovan Mitchell? Sure they are. But if you look at what Donovan does in the offseason, Donovan Mitchell is is working with Chris Brickley. He gets his gains with Brickley. And he no does. Doubt. Like this three-point range that Donovan Mitchell's added, that's all Chris Brickley's work. And that, that has to continue into the season. But I think the thing that a lot of fans don't understand is there's not a lot of practice time. After this two days off, I don't believe the Jazz have another two-game off stretch, like two-day off stretch, un until the end of the season. I mean, I think there's one more. Yeah. Like, they play every other day. At that Sunday, Monday, back-to-back -back that's coming up. Like, where are you going to practice? Yeah. When are you going to practice? You Because when you're playing back-to-backs and when you're playing that kind of load, there's you just don't have time to practice. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, all right, let's get more comments in here because I want to make sure we stay on the clock today. Uh, George Mitchell says, don't forget Alexander Walker. He can shoot the three and help defense. He's just not playing. Yeah. And, and Which I, I guess we shouldn't be surprised by, honestly. Yeah, Alexander Walker's a great pull. You're exactly right. Uh, Dallin Sproles, Darren Sproles is on the show again. Hi, Dallin. To what do I owe this pleasure? Eric Pascal is definitely a young guy. Not a veteran until at least your rookie contract is over, in my opinion. So four years in. And this is his third year. I, he's 25. I know what you're saying. He's not a 20-year-old rookie that you're, you Like, know. you would expect him to come in and make good decisions. You would, like, that's the thing with Jared, Jared Butler. Like, he's not yet seasoned enough to make the right decision every time. Like, like the game isn't too fast for Eric Pascal. I think my point just is, is, okay, maybe he's not a, a eight-year veteran, but, but what I am saying is he's definitely not a rookie new guy in the league. Totally like, this agree. is a guy who, who has played uh, around really good players in Golden State, clearly understands how to play good basketball, clearly understands spacing, understands his is role. Is only here because he's childhood friends with Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, like he gets it, you know? He I mean, understands. Like he, he, you got to give him minutes. And somebody just said it, I think in Garcy said, development is on-the-job training. Yeah, in this league when you don't practice much, <laughs> it's on-the-job training, which means you got to play the guy. Yeah. And Kay Nuren's exactly right. Good morning, Kay. Butler needs to play or the draft pick is wasted. That goes for others, too. Yeah. yeah. And that's what the, the history of this organization has been. And it's incredibly frustrating. Uh, Monir Aboraya says, keep going, guys. You're, you're, you are special in your own casual way. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. That's really, um, you know, You're casual. Yeah, You're thank casual. you. All right. NBA MVP debate. Let's get into it. Let's go. Let's throw down. So when do they give uh, DeMar DeRozan the MVP? Let's settle this right now. 
Okay, I know, if it was being... I know you did not just say that after your little tantrum on Sunday about Book. I can't believe that you're saying right now that you you think that you know Demar deserves the MVP. Why are you being a jerk this morning? It's I'm too not, early to be. I'm a jerk. not being a jerk. You almost punched me in the face when I said that Book's got work to do in the clutch in the clutch category. Well, and now I you're mean, just because he's leading the NBA in clutch moments this year. Yeah, but know. we all know Demar Derozan is the most clutch player in the NBA right now. We know that. We know that he's hit game winner after game winner. We know that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Take so. that, you clap having Jezebel. <laughs> Any <laughs> questions? <laughs> you know. Let me ask you this. Hey, who, guys. Who is, <laughs> who is leading the league in clutch time efficiency this yeah, season? Yeah, on paper he is. On the floor, who? DeMar DeRozan. Who is? Devin Booker, on paper is. Is the most efficient player in clutch time. On paper. He's not the MVP. In my opinion, it's Joel Embiid. Yeah. Number two should be John Morant, but I don't know why people are so hesitant to put John Morant in there. And number three, I think, is DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I, I can only sit here and tell you how important Alex Caruso is. Yeah. Take that, Jeremy Bolton. Um, Take that, you clap-having Jezebel. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, they've had so many injuries. Zach Levine's had this knee. Frankly, Zach Levine to me is still overrated, and I know Bulls fans get pissed when I say that. He's overrated. He's a good player who's very selfish. DeMar DeRozan is the drink, the straw, the ice, and the cherry. Like Keep the, it real. I mean, the guy is everything to that team. Nikola Vucevic, I, seriously, like take off your skirt, man. Like play because some basketball. I mean, legitimate. Derek Jones Jr. is a more effective center than Nikola Vucevic for this team. Are you I'm kidding me? Yeah. Like, you're terrible, man. Terrible. And DeMar DeRozan still shines and finds ways for them to win games. They're a game ahead of Philly in the East somehow, and I have no idea. Now, I think the other guy that's not getting any love in the MVP conversation is Jimmy Butler. Uh-huh. Oh, by the way, the Heat are leading the East by two games. Anybody notice that? How does that even happen? <laughs> like, how? Like how? I, how? I mean, I'm telling you that Tyler Hero has taken a big step forward. And Bam Adebayo's defense has been nothing short of incredible. Yeah. And you combine that with his ability to finish and Jimmy Butler's ability to finish at the rim and shoot the three. I, I mean, I don't know how Jimmy Butler's not top five even. Yeah. Like, if, if you look at the Kia MBA MVP ladder. And this one I totally disagree with. This week in the Kia NBA MVP ladder, Nikola Jokovic is Jokovic. Niko, Jokovic? Hello, <laughs> Nikola Jokic is number one. Oh shit! Damn, I am tripping. How? How? I don't know. And he's a great player, but he shouldn't be. He should not be number one. Number two, Joel Embiid, winner. Number three. Giannis Ante overrated. Whoever Num- came up with that shit need to be fired. Number four. Number four. Four. DeMar DeRozan. You're, DeMar DeRozan's fourth? What are you, Musk? It's ridiculous. Number five. Steph Curry. Number six. <clears throat> Your mom. Okay, any guess who number six is? Ja. Here we go. Here Say we his go. name. No. You will put some no. respect on that man's name. I won't. His standards don't matter. Yeah, yes, I won't do it. <laughs> I won't do it. Yes, they, you will. Yeah. 
No, I won't. Play the drop. What drop? You know what drop, you prick. Play uh, it. What? <laughs> what? Wet like I'm booked. Devin Booker is number six. Number seven. This is how you know the Kia NBA MVP ladder has zero credibility. John Moran is number seven. <laughs> okay, wait. Let me get this right. John Morant's not more valuable to his team than Devin Booker. Steph Curry, well, probably not. DeMar DeRozan, probably not. Giannis Antetokounmpo, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. You're telling me that John Morant's not more valuable to the Grizzlies than Jokic is to the Nuggets? Yeah, he is. <sighs> yeah, yeah he that's, is. That's wild to me. Uh, again. I, I, it just, yeah. Again, listen, Devin Booker is, my God, I would hit that. And I, Are people myron? I mean, he's. I think he's still banging a Kardashian. Mm-hmm. He's got an awesome car collection. Wet, like I'm I mean, he's got the tightest fade in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the tightest fade in the game. How the fuck else would you do this job? Ah, oh, Devin. <laughs> wow. Daddy. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Last night. And he will every single time. Not to digress totally, but there's a video of a guy in a car who asked who asked the guy next to him to pick up his cable and he says in his ear daddy and the guy like <laughs> the guy loses his shit it is one of the greatest videos ever anyway i watched it like 10 times in a row last I'll night drop that mother i laughed my i got out of the hot tub my wife was in the shower i was sitting on the bed and just laughing at this video of this guy saying daddy it's awesome okay so my top let's just do top three joel Embiid number one yeah john morant number two yes Devin Booker, number three. Dude. No, I'm sorry. DeMar DeRozan, number three. Okay. Yeah, I agree completely. Okay, good. Unanimous. Yep. Yep. Unanimous. Yeah. Um, And uh, let's see. I wonder if Toronto regrets trading him away for one-year Leonard rental. You mean DeMar? uh, Probably not. I mean, nobody wanted DeMar DeRozan. Hold on. Isn't that the year they won the championship? It is. You traded DeMar DeRozan and won a championship. Is this the dagger? I love that. Uh, the the audio the radio call from i think it's like uzbekistan or somewhere yeah of De- of um Kawhi. Kawhi hitting that shot in the corner on joel is this the dagger? yeah where the ball hits the rim and you literally in the radio call hear the ball hit the rim it goes boom 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 and it goes in and everybody goes crazy yeah it's an awesome call uh i think they'd make that trade again uh dallin says i think demar deserves it but he won't win because joel was second last year and having a great season. That's true. Yeah. Narratives matter, and everyone talking about Philly more than Chicago. That's true. Yeah, it's true. I'm fighting off the hiccups right now. Yeah. Uh, that's true, Dallin. I mean, I, I think narratives do matter. You're exactly right. And there's momentum for Joel to win it. Um, and I think you're seeing if James Harden plays – and let me ask you this. If James Harden comes into Philly and continues to play at a really high level, mm-hmm. is that credit to James or is that credit to Joel? Um, I mean, I think it's, I mean, of course it's credit to James. I mean, I, you know, you have to give him credit for playing well, but, but I, I think that the real question is if they win a championship, who deserves more credit? And I think that, I think that, uh, I would lean towards Joel because if James continues to play well, the ball is going to continue to find its way back to Joel and he's got to make those shots for yeah. them to be successful. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, Cody Strickland says, anyone notice that Clarkson not coming off the bench? sixth man anymore i noticed house or forest is coming in before clarkson but i don't think your sixth man is the first guy off the rack i think i think jordan clarkson's role is very well defined yeah when don's not in the game clarkson is almost always in the game yeah and it's because he gives you instant offense 
And that's what the sixth man of the year award is, instant yeah. offense, right? So I would agree with you. Uh, sometimes he's not the first guy off the bench. I also think one of the other changes that Quinn has made is the when, when and situationally where he subs Rudy Gobert out. Because you're starting to see now that, I don't know, like maybe a week ago, I want to, no, it was the Mavericks game. Where three minutes into the game, I want to say they subbed Rudy out uh -huh. because the matchup doesn't dictate that Rudy plays heavy minutes. And I think that change, you're seeing Quinn be more flexible with when he takes Rudy out. He's being aggressive and getting the right matchup. I mean, oh, that's I, what he's doing. I, I think he yeah. is. And yeah. I think it all is dependent on Hassan Whiteside being present. Yeah. Because there are times where Hassan Whiteside just ain't there. Like, he's just not there. He's not in the game. He's not giving effort. He's not excited to be there. He's just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. So, no, I think, Cody, that's a really good point. I, I agree with you on that. Uh, and Garcia said, why hasn't Portland brought out, uh, bought out Joe's contract? I thought that was the point of the trade. No, I think the point of the trade was to get salary cap relief over the summer. Yeah. And they – I mean, he was one of the main reasons they were able to have so much space over the summer. And they're not just going to buy him out. No. They, they intend on retrading him and getting value back. They intend on exercising their bird rights on him. And everybody just assumes that he'll wind up back in, uh, back in Utah, and that may well happen. But Portland's not just going to buy him out and let him walk away. He's got he, – he has got too much value to a couple of other teams – and I think they're smart. There's no reason to buy him out. You're going to go as far as you go this year, and you're going to be fine with that, right? No Dame. You traded CJ. You know, like it, you're going to be fine with however it however it all shakes out. Uh, Monier says, uh, "What do you guys think is the criteria on choosing the MVP? It's a popularity contest. I think largely. I think um, the narrative thing that Dallin talked about matters. I don't think anybody's like, all right, well, who's the most valuable player to their team?" I don't think anybody looks at that. Yeah. I think it is, hey, Joel's having a huge year. The Sixers are winning. What a great story. Yeah, let's go with Joel Embiid. Yeah. I think last year, Jokic was a really good story, and he was out of his mind. Yeah. And his numbers are pretty similar, by the way. So yep. <clears throat> that's what I think the criteria. The criteria. What's the criteria? Uh, you know. I you want know. you to listen to me. You know, I just, it is what it is. It is what it is. Brandon Whiteside, Paul higher on MVP than Booker because now that Paul is out, the Suns are falling like a rock. They're actually not falling like a rock. Uh, and Chris Paul is not higher than Devin Booker. Where the, on the, I mean, like falling like a rock. What the hell are you talking about? Brandon, what do you mean, hate, dude? Brandon is one of the jazz fans who hates Devin Booker. Like I, so. I'll just never understand it, dude. Nope. Caruso is leading the league in clutch bench minutes. He's the MVP in my book. Keep it real. K. Nuren says, thank you, Jeremy. Uh, K. Nuren says, the Harden trade made the 76ers a great uh, team, may win it all. May, may, may well. Did anybody see that Ben Simmons now has a back injury? Yeah, he suffered a setback. Ben Simmons has a back injury. Anytime Kevin Durant wants to come back, this he's is, welcome. This is a lost season. Yeah. Well, this is a lost you gotta season. You got to get in the postseason. It, no, it's a lost season. Just get in the postseason. I'm telling you, it's not. You shut your mouth. I'm this telling you, it's season. not. You shut your dirty mouth. You shut your dirty mouth, boy. Kind of like Aaron Rodgers. Make sure you hit subscribe if you're here right now. Give us a thumbs up. Yeah, without further ado. Ado, two yeah, quarterbacks nice. to hit real quick. Aaron Rodgers, we're in the thick of the, oh, Aaron, please don't leave. We love you so much. Where is A.A. Ron right uh, now? Bring your hot, sexy ex-girlfriends all with you, too. Yeah, I've been immunized. Aaron Rodgers is, again, 
holding the Green Bay packet, Packers hostage. Package. You're Aaron yeah. fucking Rodgers. Hey, look at my package. Package, yeah. Um, you know, listen. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is a really good quarterback who doesn't win Super Bowls. Whatever. So <laughs> I guess if you're the Green Bay Packers, okay. But at what point do we stop holding our breath and be like, oh, Aaron. You're Aaron fucking oh, Rodgers. Please come back. Because that's what he wants. He wants you to pander to him. Because his family hates him and all his ex-girlfriends dump him. And he's just not a likable guy. He's got a punchable face. Are we clear on that? If he wasn't a football player, he would be something like a nothing. Get a fast pass for Douche Mountain because he, he, he hates other humans. He does. I mean, like, you're the Green Bay Packers, dude. Like, go get somebody else. That's pretty much self-explanatory. He doesn't win you Super Bowls at the end of the day. Which and that's what makes this so fascinating. The guy doesn't win, yet you're still fawning over him. If you're if you are the Green Bay Packers, and now of course old crusty overrated Bruce Arians is not allowing Tom Brady to play for anybody else but the Tampa Bay Bucks. Did you hear that com mm -hmm. comment yesterday? He was asked at the combine, "Well, if Tom wants to play somewhere else, what are your thoughts?" Not happening. We're not going to al allow that. Okay, so he did retire because he hates you, Bruce. Anyway. Go find somebody else. Go make a trade with Seattle. Go do something other than, oh, Aaron, please don't leave. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I, I think that the the <laughs> Packers, the Packers are, for better or for worse, they're in bed with Aaron Rodgers, and they are at his behest, and I wouldn't be because I don't think he's a winner. Uh, I think that he's won one time, and that's it. And and yes, I'm only talking about Super Bowls because that's all that matters when you're when you're trying that's to it. be Aaron Rodgers and say you're one of the best of all time. Like you know, you're you're not a winner, dude. And 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 I, I'm sorry, that sounds rough, but but you know, you're 38 now or 39 or whatever you are. Like you're not Tom Brady. You don't have the luxury of saying you have six or seven rings or whatever it is now. So I'm just telling you, I wouldn't be fawning over this dude, but but obviously they are, man. Wow, some crazy Russia-related news in sports. Oh, fuck. Uh, Nikita Mazepin, the uh, F1 driver for Haas F1, barred from entering the United Kingdom. Owned. Um, and then some of you may know that I am a huge Chelsea football fan, like massive Chelsea football club. Roman Abramovich, who is their billionaire Russian owner, has put Chelsea up for sale. Um, as pressure from the UK government mounts. This Russia thing is real, dude. Like, yeah. Keep it, it real. I, I forget that they're committing war crimes and... Yeah. Forget all that. The damage that Vladimir Putin has done to his people through this action on Ukraine. Yeah. And if you don't know the latest, he's blowing up... You know, he's targeting Jewish neighborhoods in Ukraine now. Um, he's attacking civilian neighborhoods. Like it, it's what's going on in Ukraine is horrendous. The entire world united against the Russians. Now the Chinese are pulling away from the Russians. Now the Chinese are said to be considering a ban in their airspace for Russian aircraft of any kind, which now the European union um, in addition to all North American countries yeah. have banned 
Russian aircraft of any kind in their airspace. Yep. To see all of these oligarchs who, and if you don't know, like there's Russian billionaires that are close to the Kremlin that, you know, essentially Vladimir Putin facilitated their billionaire making operations. Um, these billionaires like having their yachts in this, like villas in, in, in Italy and all of their assets, all over the money, the fucking Swiss are seizing Russian assets in Swiss banks. Yes. This is, this is a moment in time we will never forget. We will look back on this in 30 years and talk about how the world changed because of what happened in Russia. It, 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 in with Russia and Ukraine. Yeah. It is remarkable to me how much, and you know what the sad thing is? The, the, like the abuse, there was a, I think a Russian basketball player. I don't remember where it was. It may have been Germany. There was a Russian basketball player that was attacked on the street. Yeah. Simply for being Russian. And that's the price that the Russian people are paying mm -hmm. because of Vladimir Putin. And it just—it's amazing the way the world. Not, and I'm not really trying to get into this today, but just the way the world has united behind the Ukrainian people. Yeah. Like we—I live in Daybreak, and we were walking our dogs last night, and we're, there's a big lake in Daybreak, and we're walking the lake, and there's like three Ukrainian flags hanging in front of houses in flipping Daybreak, Utah. Yeah. South Jordan, Utah. Yeah. It's—it's it's incredible. It is absolutely incredible what is going on. I just, I don't know. I don't know that we'll ever see it again. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Hopefully we don't, but yeah. we'll see. Um, by the way, one other quarterback story. Uh, but do you think, I think he goes back to Green Bay. Aaron oh, Rodgers, yeah. Right? I don't think he'll ever play for anybody else. Yeah. Um, Dak Prescott had non-throwing shoulder surgery. His left shoulder was, had surgery. And Mike McCarthy, the large craniumed, um, no neck head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Right. Right. Uh, got up at the combine yesterday and was like, Hey, uh, you know, this is fine. It's no big deal. I think uh, that's HIPAA. Let's clean out minor thing. Uh, what else? Well, but you start adding up the surgeries that Dak Prescott has had yeah. and you start adding up the injuries and you start looking at the fact that he is supposed to be a mobile dual threat quarterback. I'm telling you, that the, the the NFL is going to move back into I want a pocket passer who's mobile in the pocket. Yeah. I want a pocket passer who can get outside the pocket and throw the football. I don't want my guys running down the field. Yeah. Because you're just seeing too many of these guys get hurt. Um, and this is the issue with Kyler Murray, verticality in, in Arizona. Kyler Murray, his agent released a statement at the Combine yesterday essentially saying, yeah, the Cardinals don't care about Kyler Murray or they would have extended his contract already. And I'm just like, bro, you fell apart in the playoffs last year. You're a pretty big part of the reason that that team didn't go further and had a terrible second half. And his agent in this in this release said, oh, Kyler Murray, they drafted him, and now they're one of the elite teams in the NFL after his arrival. And it's like, okay, cool. This is how you think the right steps to go with Drunky, the clown general manager, is to release a statement ripping the team? Yeah, and the problem is, is we're – Kyler's right back in the same situation as as Dak was, which is you're in your fourth year, right? You're headed into your fifth year or whatever, you, you know, and and Kime is basically saying, yeah, I'm going to pick up his fifth year option, you know, on the rookie contract. And and I think that 
it just was the whole thing is weird. Honestly, the whole Kyler Murray situation is very strange. Like you, you, the way you lost that playoff game to the Rams, you basically got your ass handed to you. You got embarrassed. Like it was not good. He looked like he was on the verge of tears during the game. Yeah. And then it all came out that he's basically a petulant child who was not a good teammate and like was very much a loner in the he's locker room. He's socially awkward. Yeah. That he he's another one of these guys. He's Ryan Leaf when Ryan Leaf was a thing. He's this guy who doesn't want to take off his helmet in press conferences, doesn't want to talk to people, doesn't make friends easily, and his agent releases statements ripping the team after the awkward socially quarterback, socially awkward quarterback, however you want to throw it out there. <laughs> The socially awkward, small statured quarterback. Yeah. Who's bigger, Kyler Murray or Donovan Mitchell? Get your lazy um, ass in the gym. Yeah. Uh, so after your agent then releases a statement ripping the team, you decide, you know, mo- a month after that or before that to take all of the Arizona Cardinals references off your social media because you're proving a point. By the way, by the way, just a small side Fuck note. Fuck off. If you're an agent, please don't release release a statement in all capital letters, single space. Nobody wants to read that. Please. And I don't understand the social media thing. Well, I'm going to take all references to the Arizona Cardinals off my my Instagram. Okay, cool, bro. See you next year in training camp because you're under check yourself. Yeah, you're under contract, you freaking midget cock. Like midget cock, probably too much. He's the little people. I'm for real. Uh, it's listen, man. It's not his fault. He's got you know no height and he can't see over the rush. Little guy. It's not his fault. Yeah, little guy. You know. Sorry if you're offended by that. Yeah, I am actually sorry about that. Uh, and Garcia says he needs to go to the Raiders. Sad Big Ben retired and nobody gave a damn. Well, he tried to rape people. What do you mean? Yeah, no? like, <laughs> come on, dude. Are you kidding me? Um, Jeremy Bolton, yeah, there you go. Jeremy Bolton, thank you. Because Big Ben's an absolute dirtbag. Yes, he yeah, is. Yeah, dude. Yes, he is. Uh, Kay Nuren says, yes, trade for the Houston quarterback, Green Bay. Uh, Deshaun Watson's getting deposed in the in the next few days. Good luck. Finally. Uh and Garcia says, but it's okay for the U.S. to be a world minus. How are we a world minus, dude? Don't get started. Crazy that the U.S. is more united with Ukraine than we are with ourselves. That's a problem. Josh Leverin says, Kyler is a quarterback for one of the oldest teams in the NFL. Well, but he's also got an incredible amount of talent, and they should have done much better than they did. Yeah. And it's not on Cliffy. It's Kyler's fault. Be better. Um, and Garcia says social social awkwardness is a real thing. It is true. Absolutely. No doubt. Um, he meant to say, uh, but the U.S. and Garcia meant to say, but it's okay for the U.S. to be a world menace. Oh, a well, menace. I, I think under Joe Biden, we've been far less of a world menace. I mean, we're not trying to win Nobel Peace Prize by courting dictators like Putin and Listen, it's about, it's about control, man. It's about control, you know? And, it is. And, and our stance as a country for what decades at this point like you know a hundred years or whatever you know has always been to have the biggest baddest military you know basically we've said if it goes sideways we're gonna win that's basically what we've said i think the other thing is nobody in this global economy and when i say global economy i'm not talking about tanzania i'm talking about russia china the major players the eu yeah the u.s canada mexico nobody is clean yeah. Nobody. And whether it's Brexit, whether it is human atrocities going on in China, um, whether it is, you know, Putin invading Crimea and now Ukraine, you know, you, the U.S., I, I mean, 
what we do in trade, what we do in, you know, nobody's clean. But when you have the Chinese pulling away from Vladimir Putin, the freaking Chinese government, Xi Jinping, yeah. one of the worst humans alive with the way they treat people, now is distancing himself from Vladimir Putin because China is a lot of things, but they ain't stupid. No, they're not. China knows that if they buddy up to Vladdy, the big daddy, and his oil, because that's what China needs them for, the biggest problem is all of a sudden your trade channels close. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to ship your Chinese-made goods to the EU, to North America, to Canada. All of a sudden... You yeah. know, you, you look at the Alibabas of the world and they're not able to do business. Now that not that Frank Bach can do business because by all accounts he's still in prison. But you know, you just look at the you look at the fact that a, an awful regime like the Chinese Communist Party is pulling away from Vladimir Putin. You you're starting to understand what's going on in Ukraine. You have people in Ukraine blocking streets with their bodies to stop this convoy you have did you guys see the story on on msnbc i think was the first one to have it a brewery in ukraine has stopped making beer and has completely flipped their facility into a molotov cocktail factory yeah do you understand what the ukrainian people are going through and and why for no reason at all for no reason at all the the fucking Russians are targeting Jews with missiles in in Ukraine. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? You're bombing schools and neighborhoods in Ukraine. I don't know if you guys know this. They live on top of each other. They ain't like they have huge plots of land where you can send a missile onto a farm and kill some guy. You're bombing entire neighborhoods. Yeah. It's it's incredible. It is incredible what is going on in this world. Incredible. Yep. yep. All right. Speaking of which, treadmills or internet? Treadmills first. Okay. So I'm fat. All right. Let's talk about the internet. Okay. So that's how it's going to be. Okay. So you know that we have started this summer shred thing. Facts. Which is to say we're going to Hawaii in August or in September for two weeks and we need to be less fat. Facts. Well, I do. And you're fat too. Thanks. But that's not really the point. Right. Um, we're trying to get in much better shape, right? And we've, the last three months, we've really done pretty well. Um, starting in August, really September, October, November were, were boomer months. Really thinned out, lost a ton of body fat, put on a bunch of muscle, slowed down a little bit in November and December, back on the horse in January. Well, one of the things that we've added to our workout program is steady state cardio, which means, hey, you walk at a three-ish incline, um, at 2.5 on the treadmill and you do that for 20 to 30 minutes five days a week right but we're finding that sometimes that's not always easy to do we work out in the midday on our when we're on our lunch from the yelpatory so you've got like 40 minutes to work out so you're doing 20 minutes of weight 20 minutes of walking so i decided to buy a treadmill and I already have a Peloton bike that my wife loves. I have a, a Bowflex home gym um, that is great. I just don't use it much because I, I like free weights. And so now we added a treadmill to the arsenal. And we bought a T10 
Bowflex treadmill. T10. T10. Arnold Schwarzenegger style. Yeah. Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Arnold. Arnold. Yeah. Hi, Mrs. Monty. Do you um, even lift? But Mrs. Monty was not in favor of buying a treadmill. We walked into the Peloton store in Long Beach last week. And I wanted to buy the tread, the Peloton tread right now. Right, right. Like right, right for it. It's going to be natural reflex. Right. It was a natural reflex, right? right. So I wanted to buy the t- Peloton tread. My wife was like, no, honey, honey, <laughs> we need to go home and measure. I am here as the voice of reason. Um, It's only 12 inches. And, and Can you oh, measure wow. it? You can measure it. So you didn't want to buy it on the spot. I'd have bought it on the spot. I love the Peloton tread. I was willing to pay $1,000 more because the handles that are on that thing to adjust are by far the best to use. By far. Right. But Mrs. Monty's like, honey, I need a manicure. We better save money. Oh, my God. That's what you said, right? No. <laughs> honey. <laughs> I'd love to have the Peloton tread. It's beautiful. Integrates honey. with Tread is short for treadmill, just so you guys know. Oh, is it? Did, did I'm not in the Cool Kids Club, but you, you guys are. You guys call it a tread. You should join the Cool Kids yeah, Club. Yeah, I just want everyone to know that a tread is a treadmill. That's like. Did a you thing. know that was tread was treadmill? Huh? Who knew? Who knew? Anyway, continue. <laughs> so you didn't want to spend the extra thousand dollars for knobs. I did not. Well, yeah, essentially. <laughs> uh, so we bought this. My wife did a bunch of research, and we're Bowflex customers already, and. So we decided to buy the Bowflex treadmill, and it, it legit has to be a six-day-a-week thing. Um, it's got to be six days a week because it really works. I I, I had kind of ri- – I don't run. I hate running. Right. I'm right. not a guy that will put on running shoes and get on the street and go knock down a 3.5-miler. Right. No, I'm, I'm good. Um, but now there's all kinds of research out that says, well, hey, if you do steady-state cardio – Keep your heart rate between, for me, it's 118 and 120 for 20 minutes straight. You're going to shed fat, and my God, does it work. It And it's not like my fat gut yeah. went away. It shrank my waist. Like, it is – we went clothes shopping while we were in L.A. I am shocked at how much thinner my waistline is. Uh-huh. I mean, it is – it's crazy. Right. And it really works. And so we've been doing it now. And so – we got this treadmill, and the question is, do you prefer to work out at home or in the gym? In the gym, absolutely, 100%. I think running or cardio is different, you know? Like, you know, I, I but lifting weights, got to be in the gym. Got to be in the gym. You just can't do – need the vibe, man. Need the energy. I agree. I think it's one of those things where I, I just don't know that you can – I don't know that you can get the vibe or the energy that you get in the gym in your home gym. Yeah. And I think it's one of the things that Peloton does so well. Peloton makes you forget you're at home. Right. Right. So Mrs. Monty is, you're a Peloton aficionado. And you, I'm a Pelazonian. You're, oh, that's right. Oh, I'm a Pelazonian. Um, but you are, you really like Peloton because of that inclusion, that community thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and it, I'm the type of person that just tell me. Like, what to do. I want a plan. I want somebody to tell me what to do. I don't want to have to make my own plan. I don't want to have to follow stuff written in a book at a gym. Like Easy button. I Just tell me, tell me what to do. And Peloton makes that possible. And I know there's other programs, too. You don't have to only do Peloton. It's just what works. And there's literally thousands of people at my job who also do it. So that helps to keep everybody going. Yeah. Yeah, and I, we generally, when, when we're in the groove, we're working out six days a week, snowboarding once or twice a week. And my goal here is with this with this treadmill, 
is to get this treadmill and to do six days of cardio. And that doesn't mean I'm not going to lift. I'm still going to lift my five days a week. But do six days of cardio. Ideally, we'd go snowboard. I'd come home, get on my treadmill for 20 minutes, get in the hot tub, go upstairs, pound box, make babies, and go on with my day. Uh, <laughs> what? No, continue, please. Please continue. Anyway, but I like it really has been cathartic almost, therapeutic to lose weight, like to get thinner. Um, yesterday, and really Monday, we started, I started journaling my food again. Because I want to see if I can be under 2,500 calories a day. It, it's, it's, it's a mental thing. It's incredibly it's a, Your body though. can do it. It's a mental thing. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's a, mental a mental thing. thing. Yeah. Anybody who could be lower than 2,000. It's, 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 just, it, it's, it's a mental a, not, thing. I think below 2,000 would be uncomfortable. I think you have to, the, the I battle think, is, man. the battle is not eating for the sake of it. You have to out of habit. You have when you when you're like, man, I really want to eat something right now. When you're trying to cut, you got to be like, okay, wait, am I actually hungry or like, what do I what do I really need right totally. now? Totally, you know. And totally. that's the mental battle. And I and I think that, you know, I I think that you know everyone's body is different, but you have to be able to just say, okay, I'm not hungry. It's a five minute thing where I need to just get through this and drink water and like just push through. Well, that. and it, the thing that really helps me, and this is probably going to sound like a crutch, but working next to my wife, like we actually push each other to drink more water mm -hmm. um like this like the chipotle thing that i joked about earlier is totally real like i'm eating chipotle pretty much four or five times a week and it's stupid expensive like we ordered it for lunch yesterday and my wife said to me last night we're laying in bed um and she said to me you know i think we or were we in the hot tub one of the two and she said you know we could we were easily, in the hot tub we could easily make that for like well, for $20, and we're not – you didn't get any meat, right? No meat, no. So we're eating this, essentially the same thing. It's just you put it in a, in a I get a vegan burrito now. Yeah. And I had a bowl. So it's rice, beans, fajita veggies. Mine has lettuce. Lettuce and pico. And, and pico. Yeah. Like for $20, you could make that for almost an entire week. And it's incredibly filling. <clears throat> like yesterday, I had a cup and a half of high-fiber cereal for breakfast. Uh-huh with almond milk um about an hour later i ate a bar um then i had chipotle for lunch and i had a bar at, uh for essentially after work i ate a bar we went on a 17 minute walk by the way it was cold last night yeah mind you it's cold every night here. went on a 17 minute walk came home got in the hot tub drank some more water and went to bed and i honestly i slept terribly last night mainly because it was hot in my room my wife was like Oh man, dog my, is my dog's no, about turn, to go. Turn, turn. Oh, oh yeah, wait, wait, go do, do it again, do it again, do it again, do that again. <laughs> That's the sound of my dog about to vomit oh, up the contents bud, of his gut. What is going on oh, here? Oh, oh, it exploded too. Damn. Oh, that my was God. that was projectile, bro. Oh my God. Oh my God! He just projectile vomited. Oh, oh there's and it's more. Happen there's again. more. Oh, and look at his poor face too. I don't. You know what? Dogs just throw up sometimes. Just keep it on the blanket this time. Yeah, dogs just listen, throw listen up sometimes. Listen, coaching the dog. She is coaching, She's him coaching him how to the vomit. dog on how to vomit. Dude. Oh, you got to hold the mic closer to him. <laughs> oh. oh my God. That's repulsive. Does the dog need some treadmill time? I I don't know what he needs. But he's probably hungry. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> <ugh>. <laughs>
I have a gag reflex around like dog vomit, like dirty diapers. Wait, like literally everyone has that gag reflex. That, but but the, like dirty look diapers at how or upset poo. The dog looks. He does look upset. He looks My guy. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's terrible. Oh, I love oatmeal. I absolutely love oatmeal. My uh, my wife makes oatmeal. She makes us oats about three times a week in the yeah. morning, and they're great. She makes like uh, whole rolled oats, almond butter, and bananas. Uh-huh. <sighs> Forget it. Uh, I could eat that every. Like I'm very much an eater of habits. So what you were saying, yeah, you need to not eat because you want to eat. So like right now, I'm not eating bread. We're not eating chips. Like we're really trying to be good, and I. I just have to get back to back to my productive level of sleep. I'm struggling because the weather is so odd right now. I'm telling you, it is it, it is eight thirty for me. If I go, if I lay down at eight thirty, I wake up feeling good. We I were in bed really last good. night. We were in bed last night at nine o'clock. Yeah, so you should and, feel good. But I wake up at 1230. I got to pee. And then I never really went back to deep the heat, sleep. The temperature of your room thing is fascinating to me. Well, because we have a three-story home and the heat rises. Yeah. And I should just do what my wife says. Open a window. Yeah. She's like, you just need to have a window open. Because if it gets too cold in the room, that's fine. I'm going to sleep fine. Yeah. You know, like, but I got back to sleep around 215, 220. <sighs> but I, and I was asleep. You know how you're like in bed? You're just not like asleep. Yeah. So I was sleeping, but it was it was a whole thing where I wasn't like asleep. My wife's like, "Oh, I'm hot. Turn on the turn up the fan or You're whatever." Casual. So we, our fan is on a remote. So I grabbed the remote, I turned the fan up to number two, right, and then slept until four thirty. It was yeah, great. I mean, I... the alarm was abusive this morning. Well, so yeah, I mean, I every sometimes I'll wake up. And I can kind of feel I when I wake up and I feel rested, I'm like, damn, it's already time to get up because I can feel that I'm not sleepy anymore. And it's like 428, 420, bro. And I'm like, damn, bro, already, dude, like already. The health thing is a bit of a neurotic thing for me. It is like I yeah. need to work out every day. Um, I hate I don't hate it. I don't enjoy hiking as much as some people, including my wife. I'm going to have to get into hiking this spring because it's just what she wants to do. Well, I, I mean, I think what it should be is it, it is like to shred. You got to work your body. So like yes. what better way to do it than to be doing cardio and hitting legs. And I and I know no one likes to work their legs, but it's the biggest muscle group in the body and it works. Yeah, frankly, I don't, I don't love it, but I love lifting. I love working out. Um, I love snowboarding and I like feeling thinner. Like I'm, I, I am way I feel way better than I have in a year. Yeah. And it's because I've got my nutrition in line and, you know, I, I just need to going to LA screwed up my clock as uh-huh. well. Like being an hour earlier screwed up my clock. So it is what it is. It's a dog life. It's a dog's life to drive us crazy. Yes, it is. Dude, um, come on. What other show are you going to go to? And you get, you know, you go from treadmills to the dog puking in the background and getting live sound. Come on. Yeah. That's great coverage. Yeah. Where are you getting puking sounds? Yeah. Realistic. Where is the vacuuming sound? Jeremy Bolton wants to know. Seriously. Like it. it yeah. Yeah. That's a thousand dollar sound effect because that's the, the vet ass vacuuming my dog. Uh, oatmeal's great. What, what is your recipe? It. I mean, it literally is. My wife makes it on the stove. If it's me, I'll eat quick oats, put it in the microwave for 90 seconds, put some peanut butter or almond butter in there with some kind of fruit, and I'm just going to jam that. My Yeah, well, hey, man, you know. Um, 
but my wife boils the oats yeah and then puts them in a bowl almond butter bananas i like i really like blueberries and oats yeah uh almond butters banana and blueberry and then that's it and yeah. it's really good and it'll fill you up for a bunch of hours the problem is if if i eat too much oatmeal it puts me to sleep yes like i have to have the i, I it have needs to have to be a little one bit. cup yeah a little bit Not one cup yeah. that's it or yeah. because it's just you carb crash from it yeah so anyways yeah. Yeah. um dumb gym guy kills the vibe at the gym for me giggity says it's the worst but it's the, the thing worst. is, is like I can't get the, the uh, and I and, and I agree that dumb gym guy sucks. I, I hate running into those guys. But at the same time, you know, coming over to work out in, in the corner of a basement doesn't really do it for me energy wise. You could get a good workout in, but I'm just like you walk into the gym and you feel it. You know, you can feel the energy in the gym. And that's uh, that to me makes a difference for sure. Oh, wow. So my um, my perspective franchise target oh emailed me back and um i have to we have to set up a zoom meeting okay uh a zoom call or a face-to-face -face meeting what would you prefer well it's gonna have to be a zoom call yeah. it have to be a zoom call I, i'd fly back out there frankly well, yeah but i'd go back out to la to have a meeting with that guy i mean this is and we haven't talked about this much at all we have time we have part, time. okay so part of the reason in la is my wife would just like to work nine to five collect a paycheck and never have anything nice um you know you know as she picks up the mic again <laughs> the dog puking has been solved so i've been pressuring my wife to open us some kind of business i really am serious about it and we tried it my wife got on board with opening up and i'm not going to say what it is because i still want to do it but we were close we had a business plan we had a space that we wanted to choose and essentially we got screwed by that landlord yeah or we would have likely by now had a space open yeah but this is not something I'm just going to jump into headfirst and be willy-nilly about it. Right. So I've really been leaning on my wife to do this. And you're more risk-averse than I am. I am not at all risk-averse. I, I would rather lose my fortune in trying than keep my fortune and not try and work for the man the rest of my life. It affects me. No comment. Okay. Terrible what do you think? What are you thinking? I... I also think that, yes, you are not risk averse. At all. And that's a problem. But you bring us back to the middle because like you were, my, my wife would never have, she's, you're very. See, you're the guy careful. who would open the business and like wouldn't pay attention to the accounting. No, that's not your goddamn and That's then at the true. end of the year, you're like, oh, shit, I don't no, know why we don't have I'm any the money guy, in the bank. I'm the guy or... who will pay somebody to pay attention to my accounting. I understand. I, I have worked really hard in this life to understand what I'm not. Yeah. I am not a, a count the money guy. I need somebody. I don't. I don't. I'll never screw with system. the. I will never screw with the IRS again, ever. Yeah. It will never happen. Yeah. We went through like a terrible audit situation that was largely my fault. Like, I'll never do that again. So what are we doing? We're paying an accountant. We have somebody who does our accounting for us now. And when we open a business, we're paying somebody to weekly do our, do our accounting on a weekly basis. Do the numbers. I am somebody that when we actually get into forming our business, there's going to be a process. We talked about this in the hot tub last night. Yeah. Um, that I am very much somebody in the food industry who believes that 
whether it's Jimmy the janitor who mops your floors or whether it's the most important guy, like in our business, like a grill guy at a jack-in-the-box or the manager. Hey, Jimmy, here's your list. When you get in at 8 a.m., these are the 10 things in the order they need to be done, and here's how you do them. Yeah. Process, 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 right? I am that guy. I, I'm going to empower people to do their jobs, and I know what I don't know. I know I don't understand accounting techniques and tactics. I want to pay some, uh, really, if we're being totally honest, if we're being totally honest, I want to pay, I want to pay somebody who will tell me how to walk right up to the legal line, Mm -hmm. not cross it, but I want to know how to tax shelter my money. Uh I want to know, Hey, I'm only going to buy things that I can take as a tax write off. Yeah. Period. I'm only going to take trips that I can write off on my taxes. What do I need to do to to classify a trip as a business trip? Got to work four hours a day. I'm just going to do that. Yep. And I'm going to pay somebody who is qualified <coughs> to tell me that answer. Yeah. Because I know what I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So. The other thing for me, though, is that I want it to be something that, like, I, I at least, like, ethically or whatever align with. Oh, uh, here comes right? the jack-in-the-box combo. Well, like, I have no passion around that. It's not, like even remotely healthy like yeah. you know they have like one salad what was funny in was it on the way to california where they had a sign or in california there was actually a sign on the window where do we go where there was a sign on the window it was it was jack in the box that said and the sign in the window that said um like be healthy here's the option you can jack in the box have. it was like a salad uh, uh, you go up to the window at jack in the box right, right. um and on uh, it says here are the healthy uh, menu options, and they list the item, what? the calories, and why it's healthy. Right. If you're going the Jack in the Box, I don't think you're worried about your cholesterol. I'm a man. Maybe you should be. Maybe you shouldn't be. You ain't when you go to Jack in the Box. <laughs> you right? should be. But this is. But you and this wouldn't is, be going to Jack in the Box. But this sure. is part of the thing that you and I are not physic. You know, are not are not aligned on Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box is an ATM machine. It is. I get and it. And again, all I'm here for. And JK, there's my first. There's burp your of the- first burp of the show. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah, I know what time it is. Yeah, um, I was accused earlier, Mrs. Monty, of burping three straight shows. I didn't think I did that. Now I have probably. But you and I are aligned on this, we and have now a burp meter. A, a, I wish. Somebody's counting my burps on the show. It just is what it is. I am only going into business for myself to buy real estate. Yeah, well, and so that's, that's the it. thing. It's again, it's a process. You know, it's a. It's a process. You just got to get the first one, then the second one, then the third one. Like it's just a process that you go through. I want to own. Pro- I want to own a rental property in Maui, Huntington Beach, and somewhere else. I will say that I would rather. I don't know about giving away the fortune and everything you work for. Part of what you said, but I would rather you know make sixty working for myself than what we make at Yelp working for the man. I would in an rather to build. I would rather die, the the saying goes. I'd rather die trying than not try at all. Right. Yeah. And that's where I'm at. Yeah. I would rather go through something and, hey, I, real estate's a great example. I lost a fuck ton of money on real estate. Yeah. I made a lot of mistakes. That will never happen again because now I've been through that. Yeah. yeah. You learned. Right? Yeah. yeah totally. So opening up a business, I understand the difference now between, hey, I have a brand new concept. Oh, and hey, dude, can I open one of your, can I open one of your stores as a franchise in, in Utah, yeah. in California, in Arizona? Like, yeah, it's There's easier. A big, it's way easier 
it's way it's way quicker it to find it. Costs you it's more money, but it does. It costs easier. you more money. You have to pay a franchise fee and you have to do it their way, but that's why you pick and choose, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I just think it's one of those things where I would much rather make the effort and fail. I wish we could open a Chiba Hut here. Oh my god. From the listeners. So good. Do we know what Chiba Hut is? Chiba Hut in for all our Arizona, the Arizona listeners. people do. It, the they're Utah in Colorado folks don't. too. Yeah, yes. they're in Colorado too, that's true. And Garcia says, Hey, put her on camera. Well, we can't do that, but can't do that right yeah, now. Sorry. Uh and Garcia also says it all comes back to Jack in the Box. John Jackson says, You want Mrs. Monty to open a Jack in the Box around the corner from where you live, right? I'd like her to do it like next door to us. I'd like to like just knock down the house next to us and put a jack in the box right there and let's call good, it a day. Good, you, good. We're we're zoned for that, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Ian yeah. says love Chiba Hut. Chiba yes. Hut. God, oh my just give me God. a so good, dude. But I don't think you could do it here in Utah because nah. it's all the branding like weed is messed culture. up. No, yeah, the brand the is branding totally doesn't off. Work. The brand yeah. is weed culture. Yeah. And, yeah. But the best it's so sandwiches yeah. ever. I don't think and a I don't, ball. I don't think conservative parents would bring their children to a restaurant not that a has a, a marijuana vibe yeah not in this town no uh, i just I don't, don't think, think that it would i think it could like work you would in, get in downtown protesters. in downtown it would i think 100 percent you get protesters yeah yeah mitch yeah. wants to know um how much money did you lose none of your business jerk too much um he's, mitch, he's mitchell mitch and i mitch and i have talked a lot about real estate offline um so he's he's fl he flips houses in Arizona. I was gonna say because he no longer plays football. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. See which that's Mitch Trubisky. Right, right. Mitchell, please. Mitchell, Maserati, please. Mitch, Maserati, please. Mitch, Thank please. please. Thank you. God rest Napa Mike's soul. Um, you know it is what it is. Um, and then there's the internet issue. Swear to God, dude. All right, so let's update you on the internet issue because it is what it be. Um, so we Did you have problems today. No. Why would you say that out loud? Dude, it's Don't. not your shoes. It's not. Jake is currently playing a DSL dial-up tone. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Continue. My bad. I hate you sometimes. <laughs> I hate you so much. So the internet in my house is supposed to be huge dong. Like Allegedly. It's, it's the best. We're right, awesome. Right. Hey, here's a gig of internet speed. Go for it, Chucky. You're welcome. Yeah, stream your mom. Like, it's all good. <laughs> And then we've been having trouble with the stream, as a lot of you are aware. Um, Jeremy Bolton says, my guess is your previous audio cable internet was the Caruso version. No. Jeremy? Uh, well, it, you know, it's always injured. That could be. Um, but my point is, so yesterday we got knocked off the air pretty regularly, and it really pissed us off to the point where we can't keep doing that. And so I finally called an at-home IT network company yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> not over, not over dial up thank you and so i got a guy who who knows he actually knows my area really well he knows the service that um crappy centralink provides to our hoa and he described my my modem to me and mm -hmm. he's like this is the modem you have and he's like yeah here's what's happening centralink is um throttling your internet speed and so if you have a lot of people on the internet at one time during a throttle period a bunch of stuff is going to fail and so yesterday because my wife is like a tech titan she was doing a video call while we were doing the show right and that's why we got knocked off because CenturyLink it's like oh here you go bend over let me pull that hundred dollars a month right out your butthole yes. and here's yes. a gig of speed butthole for two hours but then for the next two hours, you're getting 200 megabytes. 
It's ridiculous. Dude. And then for an hour, you'll get a gig of speed. And then you won't. And then you will. And then you won't. And you won't. And you won't. And you won't. And then you will. But overnight, it's all gig. You know, it's gig. I'm sure it Middle is. Middle of the night, you want a gig? We got a gig. Because it's garbage. So CenturyLink, you SOBs, are throttling our internet. And so what's the workaround? Well, you still get your internet from CenturyLink, but how are they, what's the mechanism they use to throttle it? Well, it's the modem. So this guy, for $1,000. No, you said it was 800 bucks. It's essentially $1,000. Okay. It's 800 something, $833. Yeah. I'm just going to round that if up. If it was 550, it'd be 1,000, Jake. Go ahead, no. continue, please. Okay, for $833.72, this dude's going to come out and rip my house apart. He's going to totally take apart my internet and IT infrastructure in my house. So where all the cables come into your house, um, he's going to take that off and he's going to install a whole new system. And he is going to put in a new, what they call a punch board where everything comes in. He is going to bring two of these routers that they use. They're an Amazon product. He's going to eliminate CenturyLink other than their internet signal. And he's going to build us a home network. Yeah. And he is going to essentially make sure that this room that we're sitting in, because this is our work from home office, our gym, and our podcast. Yeah, this set. is the war room, bro. So this is the war room in our house. Yeah. So all of the internet that, that we use essentially comes from this room. Yeah. He's going to make sure that this room is absolutely on lock internet-wise, and he's going to take CenturyLink's router out of it for $833. But I think it's worth it. 100% it's worth it. I think it. it is worth it. And it it just sucks. It's a tax write-off, by the way, as he pointed out. Right, yeah. But it just sucks. And this is what I don't understand. I'm paying you for a gig of internet. Yeah. When you throttle me down, are you giving me a discount? Nope. Well, no, of course not. When I pay AT&T, <clears throat> you pay Verizon, and you have no service anywhere, but when I pay AT and T, I'm pretty sure we have no service anywhere. In I daybreak. don't have service in the in the basement, but I have really good service in Daybreak. Yeah. Right, but uh, we don't. I don't have phone phone service problems. Do you? Have you tried using your phone off of Wi-Fi? Yeah. In the area. Yes. It's not great. It's, it's not, not great, great like, but I it works fine. But AT and T has far more coverage than Verizon does. Anyway, it doesn't matter. AT and T Verizon. I'm paying you, Mr. AT&T suck fest guy, yeah. for unlimited data. Why are you throttling me? Like, it's it's a scam. There's no such thing as unlimited data. Yeah. It's absolutely a scam. And I, I it'll never change because they make a ton of money on, because average Joe Q public doesn't realize that they're being throttled. throttled. Yeah. But it's it's a scam. And it is so frustrating. It's one of those things we have to have cell phones. There's no way in this world to live without a smartphone. Yeah. We get routinely screwed by them. They listen to us. They track our every existence, every detail of where I go, who I talk to, when I talk to them, how long we talked, what I looked at, the conversations we're having in our house. Yeah. And then on top of that, they throttle our data. Yeah. It's just, so, it's incredibly frustrating. I hate it. Uh, I hope that guy who is building your new internet isn't wearing a headband, Jeremy Bolton says. Jeremy. He is on that Caruso run today. Jeremy Bolton said, uh, John Jackson says, the patience that we went through in the 90s to wait for dial-up. Oh, my God. Dude. Eric C. says, how did dial-up work? <laughs> and Garcia's... <laughs> so, back in the day, 
So when I moved to LA in 98 right. to pretty much re- or 97 to restart my life. Right. My parents had dial up AOL. So you had to have a disc like an actual CD-ROM to put into a computer to get on AOL. And then the dial up. Dude. You were dialing that's the sound the modem made. And this is loud, mind you. It when, is loud. When you're do, when you were doing this, it's there's loud. no way to hide it. And so basically, you would have to take up your phone line, your landline home phone, to get on the internet. It's it's ridiculous. So that's what you know. Dial up is kids today. You guys don't even know what dial up is. It's yeah. You don't even know what it is. It's when you got your carrier pigeon and you then you had to tie the little note to the leg and then you had to send it. And you got to hope then- that you got this. I, this situation is just so frustrating to me. Come hey. on. AOL changed your life. It did. I met my wife on AOL. You were cool if you had AOL in the 90s. Hell yeah, I was. You're darn right. You had I Messenger did. on your Blackberry. You're a jerk. On your Palm Pilot, please. Um, yeah. Back then, I'm t- it wasn't even that. Like in the late 90s, when did we get our first flip phone? Like, I, I didn't I get my like first. 99. Yeah, we got ours like within a month of each other. You got yours from Sprint. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, I got one. Go yeah, home. It might have been 99 or 2000. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, we had to talk to each other. When my wife and I first met, we didn't have cell phones, and she called my house. We talked on the actual telephone. Phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't use condoms, dude. It was that long ago. Oh, my God. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> the point is these are first world problems, though. Yeah, but the thing is, is what? the is the is the what? YouTube channel is growing at a ridiculous pace now. Yeah, I mean, so the internet can't continue to be a problem. No, we appreciate that it's been a problem, and we appreciate you guys sticking with us through that. So. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys seeing this new footage coming out of Ukraine? It's not good, Jesus, bro. dude. It's not good, dude. I can't. It's horrible. I, like, there's no winner here. Like, people are like, "Oh, the Ukrainians are winning." They are. Well, they're dying. But they're, they're dying. Their, their country's being destroyed. And that's essentially what Putin has said. If I'm going to lose in Ukraine, I'm going to knock out every ability for you to communicate their phone lines, their Internet, their television yeah. out. I'm going to knock out all of your important um, infrastructure like roads, bridges, um, buildings where your government and your military intelligence is, um, your oil pipeline, like all of that stuff. He, and you'll see the last thing the Russians will do is they'll destroy the rest of that country on the way out. Because they don't want to destroy the pipelines and the power grid if they're going to seize the country. Yeah. But now they're not seizing the country, and it seems like everybody's trying to get together and send them arms. And I actually think, before we get out of here, because I know we're running up against it, this is the major question on Ukraine. What country puts troops on the ground there first? Somebody will. We're going to have to. Because they're not NATO members. Yeah. And they're trying to expedite. No, Ukraine Ukraine is not a NATO country. I thought that's what pissed off Putin. No. What pissed off Putin was they were trying to join. And the reason that Ukraine is not a NATO member is because one of the major tenets of NATO and the reason that it was formed is because of the threat Germany and Hitler put forward. And the the essence is if you attack one NATO country, you attack every NATO country. And the issue is, is that you're the former Soviet Union, Ukraine. And by joining NATO... You're essentially telling all of the other NATO members you have to go and fight Putin. And you're dragging you're dragging those other NATO countries. And the reason that they don't want to bring them in is because NATO countries don't want to fight nuclear wars. And 
you are in a situation with Russia where you potentially now we're staring down the barrel of a nuclear war. But France has nuclear weapons. Right. But France doesn't have a, a an unhinged ruler who will use his nuclear weapons just to spite people. Yeah. We have nuclear weapons. But we're not North Korea just blasting off missile tests whenever we feel Nobody like wants to use nukes, dude. I don't Nobody. Care. I don't care who you are. I, Nobody. I think Putin doesn't mind. He'd blow up anybody. I don't think he really actually cares. I don't think he has a conscience is the biggest issue. And so anyways, I have no desire to see American men and women on the ground in Ukraine. I don't. I, I, I'm, if you want to supply them defense infrastructure, you want to give them training, you want to send some people over there to train their pilots— you wanna you wanna send people over there to you know teach them how to use missile batteries to defend their country? Okay, I'm good with that. Yeah. But here's the other question. And I think a lot of people don't want to talk about this. Okay, so we closed our airspace around the world to the Russians. Everybody has essentially done that, and China's on the way to doing that. Right. So a Russian jetliner, which is happening in Europe every day, they're saying, okay, you close your airspace. Cool, blow me. See you tomorrow, and I'm gonna fly through your airspace again. So you're going to have to drop one of those. Are you going to shoot a Russian? Yes. Are you going to shoot a Russian passenger plane out of the sky? Yes. They're going to have to have military planes go up, chase them, and then they won't. But to shoot what end? Down. To what end? But they will make it difficult. I don't. You know, I don't know what all the technology is that they have in order to block that. Is it radar? Is it, you know? But uh, yeah, it's just it's it, it's ridiculous. The whole I, thing is just. I think. Mm -hmm. And this is where I think about our guy, the Stever. What I think is happening in, because some, I think Jeremy Bolton said, um, or Giggity said, you really think we don't already have boots on the ground? I think we probably do. And I, I, I know that, like the Russians, for instance, have their hit teams that are supposedly on the ground and have been for months because this wasn't something where Putin's like, yeah, it's Thursday. What do we feel like doing today? Why don't we go invade Ukraine? He's right. been no, thinking about this. For years, yeah. if you li if you listen to the Donald Trump rhetoric and his Nobel Peace Prize plan, you know this has been going on for years, right? Yeah. So Russia has hit teams on the ground there, and they have multiple times tried to assassinate the the president of Ukraine, Zelensky. Yeah, I think that we absolutely we probably have special forces there already. I would guess. Um, I would guess that they didn't learn to make Molotov cocktails in mass production on their own. My uh, guess is Molotov cocktails are pretty, you know, that's pretty scrappy street war stuff. So, but but the other thing you got to ask yourself is, where did all these Ukrainians get their AKs from? Because wow. now you have all oh, of these citizens. They're being sent there. Yeah, so I, I think we already committed to send weapons. We have, and, we have, as well as other countries are sending it into Ukraine. But my question is, how long does Vladimir Putin live? Because you're fucking a lot of people over. Yeah. Like you are costing. Roman Abramovich and my guy, Roman Abramovich, the owner of Chelsea, who just today announced he's selling the club and is being forced to pull up all of his stakes out of the UK. This is going to cost him billions of dollars. Yeah. His money is at risk. When you look at these oligarchs, you look at what the Italian government did. The Italian government has seized over a dozen villas from Russian oligarchs. We're talking about millions and millions of dollars just gone like that you're talking about swiss banks giving nobody any notice and freezing their assets yep we're talking billions of dollars and seriously when swiss switzerland stops being neutral dude you know you made somebody mad i'm just telling you man yeah i 
really like the story of the guy who wanted to sink the oligarchs, like, super yacht. The yacht. You do that. And you, they arrested him, and they were like, okay. Five more minutes. You know, yeah. like, you, you shouldn't do that. They let him go. Yeah. All right, we got to roll. Uh, please hit subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. It really helps the channel grow. Um, anyway, yeah, I'll stop there. Until tomorrow. Mrs. Monty, say go Jack in the Box. Go not Jack in the Box. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.